Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we pick up where we left off at the end of 2020. In the book of Mark, we're in chapter 13, where Jesus is telling the disciples of things that are going to come to pass. Now, these words were originally delivered by Jesus on the Mount of Olives in Jerusalem, so it has been referred to since as his Olivet Discourse. In verses 24 through 26, which Pastor Jim will cover this week, Jesus ties events spoken about by prophecies in the Old Testament to his second coming. Now, the disciples knew Jesus was here now and that he had said some things about going away, even being killed. But this talk about his return likely flew right over their heads at this point in time. But after Jesus' resurrection and the filling of the Holy Spirit, it all came together for them, and they wrote Jesus' teaching down for us. We're going to spend a couple of weeks parked here in four verses. So here is today's slice of the sermon entitled, The Second Coming, Part 1. And now, after that week, they've waited 40 more days. It's been over a month, Lord. Surely... This is the time, right? So notice that expectation of the immediate arrival of the kingdom of God was dominating their thinking. Well, they never read the rest of the New Testament because they hadn't yet started writing the rest of the New Testament. There was revelation that they didn't yet have. But look what comes next. Acts 1, starting at verse 7. He said to them that He is Jesus. It is not for you to know the times or epochs which the Father has fixed by His own authority. Uh, Jesus is using some terms that I don't think they wanted to hear. Times? Epochs? We're thinking, which day? Or what time of day? He's inferring there's going to be an epoch here. That's a big deal. He said, It's not for you to know that, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in all Samaria and even to the remotest part of the earth. Guys, I got a job for you to do before I come back. And then, after he'd said these things, He was lifted up while they were looking on. And pay attention to these words. This will become relevant later this morning. And a cloud received him out of their sight. Just try to fathom what that looked like. I I wish we had a YouTube video. (laughs) And as they were gazing intently into the sky while he was departing, behold... Two men in white clothing stood beside them, obviously angels. And they also said, Men of Galilee, dumbest question angels ever asked. Why do you stand looking up into the sky? And I'm sure they were saying, Jesus, 
Didn't you see him go by on your way down? Why are you asking? Well, look what they said. This Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven, and they refrained from him saying, just like he told you around the table that night, this Jesus who has been taken up from you into heaven will come in just the same way as you watched him go into heaven. He went up in a cloud, coming back in the clouds. We'll see that today. Now, that has been the expectation, that has been the hope of the church of Jesus Christ from that day until now. We know we live in the gap, the gap between the first coming and the second coming. They didn't know really about the gap. Uh, The Apostle Paul, in one of the last three books that he wrote in Titus chapter 2, has a good description of the, the sequence of the periods of time. He says it this way in Titus 2, starting at verse 11. For the grace of God has appeared. That's an interesting way that he described the first coming of Christ. The grace of God appeared. God came and brought the message, or Jesus came and brought the message of, of grace and salvation by grace. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all men. There's no other way to get to heaven. This is the same message for all. Same, bringing the message of salvation to all men, instructing us to deny ungodliness and worldly desires and live sensibly, righteously, and godly in the present age. Now, Paul was writing that about 30 years after Jesus ascended. Now we're talking about a whole age in between the end of the age that they were viewing as the disciples and the kingdom of God. We're to live in this age. And while we're doing that, we are, to quote Titus 2.13, looking for the blessed hope and the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Christ Jesus. You see, we have a bigger and clearer understanding than the disciples did. From our vantage point, we understand that this age is a long period of time. Why? We can account for nearly 2,000 of it, the time between the first coming and the second coming of Christ. By putting together what Jesus said in this Olivet Discourse with all the rest of the Scriptures, including the book of Revelation, we understand Jesus was telling His disciples in the Olivet Discourse about events which were way off in the future from their time, from the day that He was saying that. And by the way, an interesting observation, you know, it was, you, can, you can sort of break things down into uh, looking at a very large picture of millennia, say a couple thousand years from creation to Abraham, a couple thousand years from Abraham to Jesus, a couple thousand years from Jesus till now. Yeah, could it be time for a change? Well, there's, a, there's an interpretation of the Bible that spiritualizes a few things that says, yeah, you know, the, we're, we're, we're really close. Well, we're, I can tell you we're 2,000 years closer than we were 2,000 years ago. If that was the last days, this is the last days. Well, this long era that we live in wasn't, un, no, wasn't, un, uh, wasn't um, completely foreign to uh, the, the Scriptures, but it was very cryptic. And now it has been revealed what was a mystery to them. This long era that we live in is referred to in the Bible as the times of the Gentiles. Well, why would it be that? 
Well, because the Bible is very Israeli-centric. It's centered upon uh, Israel, written to uh, the, you know, the Old Testament to, uh, to the Jews, and telling them there's going to be this long period of the times of the Gentiles. Why is it described that way? Because that's the period of the time of time when non-Jews control the land of Israel and the city of Jerusalem. By 70 AD, the temple is wiped away. Israel is no more as a national entity. Only now in this last generation do we begin to see a glimmer of a change of that. At least now you can fly to a country called Israel. Well, God has plans that He hasn't finished with them, and we're going to see how that comes together. Here in the Olivet Discourse, Jesus looked forward to the end of the end times, if you will, when God would renew His dealings directly with the nation of Israel, and at the same time, He will bring to a conclusion the times of the Gentiles. That's why in the Olivet Discourse, Jesus kept saying the pronoun, you. Well, He's talking to Jews. He's talking to believers who are, who, who are Jews, and He's talking about this is what's going to be happening to your spiritual descendants, to... <coughs> To, to believers in the end days, and especially to Jewish believers in the last days of God uh, working out His promises to Israel. Now remember, and by the way, we're going to get to the second coming today, don't worry. Jesus tied all this to a specific prophecy of Daniel about 77s, for some reason translated into English as 70 weeks or a prophecy in Daniel 9, 24 through 27, which reveals a decree of God that there would be a span of 490 years, starting with the day when uh, the decree was given that Israel could return from the captivity and rebuild the city and rebuild the temple. Starting then, it would be 490 years of prophetic significance for the nation of Israel. Now, as you work through that, there's a gap in the, the text, not, not a gap in the text, the, the way the text is written, there's a gap between the 69th week and the 70th week. So in other words, after 483 years, there's a gap, and then the last seven years is going to be very significant. That gap is, now, it's us. We live in that gap. The 70th week of Daniel has yet to commence when it does, during that seven years which lead up to the second coming of Christ, the wrath of God is going to be poured out worldwide. And God is going to be turning to completing His unfinished business with the nation of Israel. And by the end of that seven years, this world is going to be a mess. You think it's bad now? How about seven years of the outpouring of the wrath of God? How about in three and, a half of year, of three and a half years of that seven, the outpouring of the vicious hatred of the Antichrist against Israel and against all believers in Christ? There's going to be devastation like never before. Remember last time we saw this in Mark 13, 20? Jesus says, unless the Lord had shortened those days, no life would have been saved. 
But for the sake of the elect whom he chose, he shortened the days. God confines that horrible seven years. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.